Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Kevin and Philip Project. I know it's season three. I don't know what episode it is in the season. I eight, nine, seven, ten, eight, something nine. like that. Doesn't matter. So um, we had a little. You can see how well I prepared for this yeah, one. Little breakdown um, over the Christmas time and and uh, missed out on a few. Or missed out on a few. It's dates. a good week though. This week, uh, Joe Frank's in the house. We're at Great Life, by the way. So if you've listened to ones in the past, we're going to probably be interrupted a few times, but. Uh, Great week this week. Taco Grande opened up. Oh, in town. I know. I've been the waiting kids, for that. The kids already said they went and set, waited in line uh, all evening for it. That's a little close to uh, to you there at work. Yeah, that was. In fact, I drove by there the other night, and they were way deep. Yes, that, they were. I mean, I, I don't That's know how long the they had to said. wait, but it looked uh, looked like they were going to wait for a while. And if you're wondering whose voice that is with us right now, we've got a special guest again today. And me and Kevin haven't any, had anybody on. What a Probably since uh, October or November. So, uh, welcome Chris Fear, Coach Chris Fear from the Salina Central Mustangs, number one ranked team in Class 5A girls basketball. If you haven't been out to see them, it's about time you get it done. Well, so, I, thanks for coming on yeah, with us. Yeah, I, I, this is great. I, I'm going to enjoy this. So we're we're going to have some fun, I think. So I Kevin, don't know. <laughs> going into this, um, we're sitting out here watching the TV, and I'm, yes. not, I'm not a winter Olympic guy, first of all, because I don't like cold weather. But uh, tell me the little story that you've heard about the snow over here in China. Well, it's weird this year. Uh, I'm a big Olympics fan. I usually sit in front of my TV for two weeks and watch. I just can't get into it this year. I don't know if it. they're calling it a Olympic fatigue because they just did the Summer Olympics six months ago, whenever that might have been, or what it is. But uh, what's interesting, if you haven't heard this, is that this is the first Winter Olympics where all of the snow is man-made. They're doing it in Beijing, and, yes. and they do get a little bit of snow during the winter time, but, but not this year. No. As a matter of fact, if you'll watch in the downhill uh, portion of the Olympics, you can see the mountains in the distance. None of them have any snow on them. Oh, well, they had this ski it's jump last night, and it was next to a nuclear power plant. <laughs> there was like this one jump with snow on it, Surrounded by houses, and there's a nuclear power plant in the background. No uh, snow on any of it except for the jumps. Anyway, it's been interesting. I know that uh, I was watching a slalom the other day, and a uh, whole bunch of people were crashing and sliding across the finish line. And they're saying that when they do the man-made snow, it has more moisture in it, which means it melts and gets icier quicker. So it's going to be way more difficult for the athletes and probably a lot more injuries. It seems like it has been so I far. would assume it would be very painful. If that's, we were on the downhill section, they are, everything's in kilometers, and I'm not a math guy, but I, I looked it up, and they're going like 85 to 90 miles an hour, the men's downhill. Can you imagine whopping out at 85? I mean, I know why Sony Bono died when he <laughs> hit a tree. If you can go that fast, that, that'll kill you. Uh, it's it's going to hurt when you stop, for sure. So This may be a really ridiculous question but why is it that they would have the winter olympics at some place that uh you know potentially doesn't doesn't have snow i am i'm, I'm confused snow. i guess i am a simple I guy but china's uh, turn and, and isn't china big enough you could find a place that has snow well i would think so i mean in salt lake city when they had the olympics out there i've been up to park city a few times and uh they picked a place that's going to have snow. Cor yeah, correct. <laughs> the, and, most and they have in the around, past. Yeah. I know part of this one is with Beijing because they just hosted a Summer Olympics, what, probably eight years ago? Yeah, not long years. ago yeah. at all. So they're reusing a lot of the venues like that Bird's Nest Stadium that they use for the Summer Olympics. They also are using that for the opening and closing ceremonies and stuff like that. Um, but I'm guessing it's all about money, like usual. So yeah, I would imagine so. I just that seems odd. Yeah, that, I would that agree, 100. percent You know, you think about like Salt Lake City and Calgary, and you know, I don't remember the one in northern Italy um, here not too long ago. But yeah, they all have snow in the winter time. Yeah, you would think. Other than the fact that they 
pipe it up on TV every night. I I probably wouldn't watch hardly any of it. I'm not into the Olympics at all. I've uh, I've been watching a guy play slot machines, and it seems more fun than that. So uh, anyway, speaking of that, I hit a I hit a, a, a casino again this past weekend, and uh, again came out a loser. Surprise! Surprise! We're sort of a me and Kevin are part part of our podcast. Chris is we uh, we talk about places that we're going or have been. Um, we both tr- like to travel, so we talked a lot about travel in the beginning. Now, since coronavirus started, we weren't able to as much, but we're finally getting back to going some places. And um, I just got back from Florida last week, and it was thirty-eight degrees. Florida. You know why you go to Florida? Were you? We were, I was in Orlando and then uh, Daytona Beach. And Daytona Beach, it was maybe even colder than 38. It might have been 30. It was because of blowing right in off the ocean, and it was miserable. And the reason you go to Florida at this time of year is what? You'd like it for it to be weather, 75, yeah. 80? Absolutely. So Took it down there Do they have me. iguanas in Florida? There, here was the, the thing. They do have them. You know, they're okay. not native species. But okay. what they were saying was they were falling out of the yeah. trees. That, so no, watch, that's where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah. Watch out for fallen iguanas. Yeah, because their blood gets so cold and, yep. and it gets so slow that they just fall out of the trees. When we were in Puerto Rico over Christmas... The uh, in the mornings, and it was a little bit chilly, but Puerto Rico stays about the same all the time. But the iguanas would get in the very tops of the trees to get up to the sun, right? You know, get as warm as they could. Sit up yeah. there, sit up there, and warm up all day. And I would tell you, I probably saw twenty-five iguanas ran over. They said that they'll get up early in the morning and lay in the road. It's like a squirrel to try to here. Soak up the soak up the heat. They're now they've become so uh, many of them down there that um, they're eating them now. They're it's eating a, them? It's a delicacy. I mean, they claim it's a delicacy. Uh, so that's – it's on the menu. I've, I've Everywhere been, you go, I've been to a lot of resorts in Mexico with iguanas, but iguanas Nobody's never ate on one. the menu. Nope, it's on the menu in Puerto Rico. They, you know, they, they found out whenever they had the hurricane that they were not very self-sustaining because uh, they couldn't get anything to the island. So what yep. do you do? You eat whatever's available, and they found out iguana didn't taste too bad. Wow. I, I'm pretty picky. I'm not sure I'm going for a guano. But I guess at some point you got to take a chance. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm going to do – go, I'm going to go switch gears a little bit into college sports and uh, the long-awaited uh, announcement of Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm an Oklahoma fan, by the way. Um, he left, as, as we all knew he was, probably in about October. Um, Lincoln his, Riley did not get him from OU. He got him from the transfer portal. Got him from the transfer portal. I just want to make sure that's yep. clear. Yeah, they cleared that right. But the, the amazing thing to me is, and it's, um, is the money that uh, Dr. Dre Beats gave him, over a million dollars, um, several other. And I'm sure his dad's been working on these negotiations the whole time, probably since he went into the transfer portal. But he literally got millions of dollars. And who's to say he's not a total flop? I just I don't understand yep. the NIL. It'll, it'll at be all. interesting. We you know we talked about this before, but that kid that played for Ohio State never played a down at Ohio State. Made over a million dollars in a year. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's got to level out at some point. They can't keep throwing. You're this you're kind more of money. into the sports world than me and Kevin are. What do you think about it? Yeah, you know the the portal is crazy right yeah. now. It, it's just why I, I heard something the other day. There was. There's been 20,000 – since the portal came out, like 20,000 kids have gone in there, and there's only been 57 of, 57% that have, that have actually gone ahead and gotten scholarships. I mean, there's yeah. just so many kids that are entering it. Now, the big-time ones, like, what you know, that kid, he Williams, he's going to – he knows he's going to go someplace and play. But, yeah. you know, it, at this point, it's – it is. It's free agency. Yeah. I mean, well, these a, kids are without just, a contract. Without that's a contract, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's well, yeah. it's amazing. As a head coach, you feel like every year your top player, especially a freshman that comes in and plays well, and I feel like K State's your KU's that have a great freshman are going to be hurt more by than an Oklahoma who may can keep them and make them pay them in the NIL. But a great kid at yeah. K State, you may lose the first yeah. year if he's willing to go into the transfer portal. And, and we gonna, it's we, gonna and hurt we talked about football, this last time, and I had a couple of people make some comments to me, so I want to clear up my, my, my comment that I made. Deuce Vaughn is not going to go to Texas. I, if that's the, what you got out of my conversation that's on not last what I podcast, got at all. that's not what I meant. I'm no, just he, but he that, would be a kid that they correct. would love to have. He's from Austin. Yep. 
He goes, you know, nobody else offers him a scholarship. K-State does. He goes there. Obviously turns out to be a diamond in the rough. Turns out to be a great player. There's nothing keeping Texas from offering him a million dollars to go back to Texas. Now, the coaches can't directly contact right. him, but he's Daddy got buddies can. that play on Texas' football team. <laughs> well, Daddy can, can say, reach hey, out. I'm sure and, I am and, positive Caleb Williams' dad was reaching out from the beginning. I just, well, I think they've seen what this is all about now. They're they're starting yep. to see what this yep. is about, and so yeah, they're absolutely going to try to take advantage of yep. of this as much as they can. And you know, this is a great way for them to to make some money before. And you yep. know, the NFL is not a not a given, but uh, you make a million bucks while you're in college. Hey, you're yeah. <laughs> you're doing pretty good. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, don't yep. be don't be stupid, and you'll you'll. I'll tell you, I had right. a I have a friend who uh, played minor league baseball for the uh, Cardinals, and his roommate was Todd Zeal at the time. I don't know if y'all remember Todd Zeal. He was a really good big league player for a long time with the Cardinals, and then he ended up with the Mets. But anyway, he signed a contract with the Mets for $16 million, and Scott by that time was back home coaching, teaching in Oklahoma, and he said, uh, if I work the next 400 years, I'll make the same as yeah. he's going to. So the yeah. million dollars for a kid, yeah, that's a big if, deal. If you're just really not big stupid deal, about I'm not going to live to be 400. You're fine. You'll, you'll be fine. Well, I, I want to talk one more. We're going to get into some Salina Central basketball and some things with Coach Fear here, but I, I got one more thing for you, Phil. I want you to explain something to me, and I gave you a pin because I'm going I'm to throw some numbers at you. I want you to write this down. So We're already so, missing Lonnie Kruger. How, can you believe that? Yeah. Good uh, Lord, and I was thinking we was glad to get rid of the old well, K-State uh, dude. I, I'm a K-State guy. Um, I see you. Apparently an Iowa fan. Uh, yes, I'm from Iowa. I'm a huge Hawkeye. I, I was yep. born in Des Moines. So okay. When uh, when everybody says, "Well, you're born, you're at least a Jayhawk by birth," I said, "Absolutely not." There so you go. There I, you go. I claim that I'm not. So. Oh, he's trying to get a beer. All right, I'm going to give you some <laughs> numbers. Getting sore here. So the latest right, bracketology. The latest bracketology just came out. I don't remember if it was yesterday or or a Monday, but uh, OU they're saying is still in. I can't see it. And K-State is out. Thank you. So, I'm going to give you – so, they use this net score is what they call it. And, and it's, not a, a, it's not to rank them. It's just to use for comparison's sake. And I don't know what goes into the math behind it and all this stuff. But Joe Lenardi said that OU is in and K-State is out. What is OU in the league now, 3-9? So, so, OU is 13-10. and 10. Yep. Overall, three and seven in conference. Three and seven. K State's twelve and ten and four and six. So better conference record, but overall they're about the same. Right. Maybe a slight edge to K State because they have a little bit better conference record. But so against quad one teams, OU is two and eight. K State's four and eight. So edge to K State, I would think there better winning percentage against quad one okay. teams. Best wins, OU. Is their best wins are against Iowa State, which is 31, and Arkansas is 37. And you see what Arkansas did to Auburn last night. Yeah. So we must that must make Oklahoma number one in the it country. It must. <laughs> right so K-State's two best wins are against Texas Tech, which was 10, Yeah. and Texas, which is 14. So a very big edge to K-State, in my opinion, there. Worst loss, OU, is to Butler, which was 135. And K State's is at Mississippi, which I, I don't. They were like eighty or something like that, so a little bit of an edge. But I'm sitting here looking through all of this, and I'm like, there is nothing here that tells me that there's an edge to right. OU. There's, they both are NIT teams in my mind. Oh, I think you're. Well, they might make the NIT if they yeah. keep going. I don't know. They still have the CBE. Do you know that? The yeah, I think I think they're going to have all those tournaments okay. now. So yeah, somebody's going to play in the postseason somewhere. I was just I was reading through that and I'm looking at these numbers thinking how in the hell is OU ending? I don't think either one of them should be in. But I thought at Christmas that OU was not bad, but boy, they've been bad in Big Twelve play ever since we well, won the first game against K State, and uh, maybe that's the edge. You know, I like to bag on Iowa State, but I mean they were ranked pretty damn close to the top ten. Yeah. At, at one point this they season. did get into the top ten. Yeah, yeah, they did, and then now they're they well, they got into <laughs> conference play. And it's gone last, the other way. Yeah, dead last in the conference right now. Yeah. So. Hard to believe, and I and I like you bagging on Iowa State. That's okay. good. That's good. that's a good thing. I, you know, if you have listened to the podcast in the past, I I used to actually kind of like Iowa State, and in the last 
this all stems from football and football fans and Matt Campbell. But the last three or four years, I've never heard a fan base that's more delusional than Iowa State. You ever heard of K-State? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the big things that they say down in Oklahoma. The K-State's maybe the most delusional fan base in the country. <laughs> but, hey, I love them. I'm not, I, I didn't say <laughs> it. I said that people say it. So, anyway, I just had I just had to rant on that. I was looking at the numbers and and trying to figure out where where that was coming from. But uh, let's get into you a little bit, Coach Fear. Yeah, let's do that. You say you're from Iowa. I am born, raised there. Did you yep. coach up there for a few years? Or uh, actually, um, I went to uh, I went to college at uh, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, uh, NAI school there. I played, and then I was an uh, an assistant for a year, the student assistant, and then. Uh, the guy that uh, I played for got a job at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a NCAA Division three school. And so I went, uh, he asked me to go out there. Went out there, spent four years there. We won the NCAA Division three national title my last year, uh, which was the, my last year there. Great in 2000. That was, you know, a ton of fun, obviously. Yep. And then I got my first uh, head coaching job uh, at Dana College in Blair, Nebraska. Um I was 27 and, and coached there for 10 years. Really had a, I mean, enjoyed it there. Uh, had a really good run there. And then uh, Dana closed due to financial problems. And uh, so that that's always fun. Is that a private school? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very similar to, you know, Kansas Wesley and yep. Bethany, you know, yep. that hey, same sort of thing. Where's it at? Uh, I was or in Blair, Blair, Nebraska, which is just about 20 miles north of Omaha. Your okay. kids grew up in that. Yeah, part they of the did. World. Yep. And then uh, I spent a year at uh, Midland University as an assistant coach, which in Fremont, Nebraska, just about 20 miles away, and that was great, you know, to to be able to keep a job anyway, right there. And then then I got the Kansas Wesleyan job, men's job here, and I was uh, coached there for five years, and that did not go well, did not work out, and um, and then the. Uh, yeah, the Central job came open, and so I've been there ever since. So, now what year did you start at Central? Well, six years ago. Six so, years ago. yeah, okay. this is my this is my sixth year there, and I'd never coached in high school, and I'd never coached women before. I, I, I'm, let's uh, since you Was brought it, it up, let's talk about that yeah. for a second because I I have a daughter, so I've coached girls younger, obviously than right. college, but softball, basketball, soccer. You've coached boys, you've coached girls. So what do you think the biggest difference is in coaching both <laughs> sexes or genders, I guess I'm supposed to use that term now. Yeah, you know, I, I had and, and I've had I have three daughters, you know, okay. and had had but I had never, you know, I I had not really ever coached their stuff. I mean, I worked with them, but I just I I was coaching all the time. I didn't want to coach their yeah. stuff too. I just wanted to enjoy it and um, you know, so when this started happening, I, I, I did research. I mean, I, I got some videos, you know, the difference in coaching men and women. You know, I talked to my daughter all the time. And, you know, honestly, guys are delusional. <laughs> they, they really are. They all think they're better than they are. Um, you know, and, and coaching girls, it's been, you know, I – I didn't want to yell at him right away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, you know, all that kind of that, you yep. know, silly stuff. And then you realize, oh no, you can do that. You can get after him some, some. But you, they, uh, if you get them, if you get them to trust you, mm-hmm. they'll do anything. I mean, they'll they'll do anything. And um, and it is so fun. Co- there's, in my estimation, in my experience anyway, so coachable. Um, they want to be successful. They want to work together. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, it, it's been fun. I don't know. You never say never, but I don't know that I would go c- back to coaching yep. boys, you know, males. I just don't know that I would do that uh, just because I'm having just such a really good time. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't, and honestly, I'm surprised. It's, I'm surprised. It's interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know my own daughter, but. I didn't know how easy it is to make a girl cry just by looking at her. Now, again, I'm talking about younger girls, not the high school age. Sure. But uh, that was because I used I have coached baseball in the past um, and going to softball. That was the biggest adjustment for me. Is there's definitely some girls that I can be harder on than others, like baseball and boys and all that. 
you can most of the boys you can treat the same. Girls, that's what I found at least with our girls is it's from girl to girl it's different. Like I I've known them long enough now to know where their breaking points are or, or where I can take it but not cross that line. But every one of them's a little bit different in what they can do or what they can take and can't take. Um, but yeah, I could I didn't know I could make a girl cry just by looking <laughs> at her. Yeah, and that's uh you know, then nothing feels worse than you know than Correct. Doing, doing, I didn't mean you know, that. doing yeah, that. I didn't mean that. Uh, you know, but I, I think, you know, what I found too in coaching, you know, twenty years, you know, coaching college, you know, men is that there's some of those guys too that you couldn't yell at either. Yep. I mean I yep. I remember years ago having a conversation with my point guard and you know, we had struggled for a couple of years and and uh you know, I just I, I in fact I sat him down, I said, Hey Nate, you tell me what is the best way for me to coach you? Yeah. Because I was struggling with what I was doing and he just he flat out said, I do not like to be yelled at. <laughs> he and he yep. said he goes, If you want to pull me aside and you need to do something, he goes, That's fine. He goes, I don't like to be yelled at in front of the guy in front of my teammates. And yep. I mean, I I can't imagine a guy saying that. Yeah. Yep. But you know, he was honest, and I asked him to be. And so I think there's some of that, too, where, you know, there. I think in, in both genders, you can get after, yep. you know, some of them, and then others, you just, you know, you need to treat a little bit differently. So uh, it's just, you know, as a coach, figuring out which way to correct, which way to yep. go. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you mentioned, uh, I, w- I want to tell a story real quick, because we did not talk about this ahead of time. That was a perfect segue. You mentioned uh, boys being delusional. <laughs> <laughs> so um right now the uh so and i think phil told you that i'm a science south graduate that's where my daughter goes to school so for those of you maybe in oklahoma listen to us that don't know that's the rival school to to the school that coach fear coaches at but um we were doing our winter workouts for softball sunday night at the field house here in town and the baseball team was right next to us work doing their winter workouts the entire hour and a half we were there there's a couple of boys over there. I won't mention their names. Just John the whole time. How do you guys ever miss a softball? That ball is so big. I'd never miss that ball. You guys don't throw it near as hard as we do. Just the entire time. So at the end of practice, we uh, had uh, our one of our pitchers warmed up, ready to go, and we told those two boys, "You got two at bats. She's gonna throw to you. We'll see what you can do." Six swings by each of them. <laughs> None of them close to hitting That's the ball. Great. Two strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he did tip his hat to the girl at the end, and, and then he <laughs> s- turns around and says, well, you guys couldn't hit me if I was throwing a baseball to you. And, and I'm like, yeah, but we, we weren't jolly. We weren't the we ones talking the ones shit. Jawing. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so six years you've been there. Yeah. I've only been following uh, for four. Um, so when you first got here in your first year, you – course you probably didn't know these kids that are playing for you now were seventh graders sixth graders at the time something like that so you probably didn't have an idea but did you start off fairly successful the first the, the two years that i didn't see was there pretty good teams back then or yeah you know, I jeff, knew the boys were jeff andrews had had kind of done an had done a really nice job building the program and yep. uh so my first year i came into a team that had gone uh had finished fourth in the state the year before uh with almost everybody back yeah and and we did the exact same thing <laughs> we finished fourth in the state and um Mays beat us three times including in the state tournament and uh we were the fourth best team but uh you know yeah we had a really nice run and then lost some of the and we had six seniors that year and the next year we lost uh quite a few of those but we went back to the state tournament in in large part Alyssa Backus right. uh who is now uh just scored her thousandth point at the University of Nebraska. Carney having a great career there. She had a monster year for us, averaged twenty and ten, and really carried us. And we weren't great; we were fifteen and eight or something like that. But went to the state tournament, and that and that was a really fun team because they they overachieved, I thought. But uh, yeah, so the first two years were were fun. Heck, I thought we were going to go to state tournament every year. Right, right, yeah. You know, that's where you get to feeling when you go there. Yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, so I think we're supposed to win the World Series every year. Oh, you're kind of delusional <laughs> too, yeah. then, aren't you? But okay. But so uh, in the last couple of years, though, we've really fallen. I'll tell you, I'm probably the opposite type fan of what. And I'm probably one of the more frustrated women's fans. Is I go to the girls' games, all girls' games, and leave for the boys' games. 
there's so many fans in every town, this is not just Salina, that come in late during the girls' game. And, mm-hmm. I, t- and I, tr- I come out here and tell people, I tell people at work, anytime I say, I say, don't come late because you're missing something special. And so that's where I kind of lead into this team. It's, it is disappointing at times that the fan now, of course, with the coronavirus last year, it really sucked because they had a really nice year last year, but the only fans that could come was parents and parents of vets, and so I was fortunate enough to be able to come. But we missed – they missed out on a lot of good fan-oriented fun for the kind of team that they have, I feel like. Yeah, and, and that was – you know, that it, last year was so interesting. You know, we started out <laughs> with no fans, and then yep. parents could come, and then at the end we had – you know, a few more that could that could come in. You could get up to four people, and you know, or whatever. It, it was just a, it was an odd year, obviously, uh, for all of us. But um, yeah, and I and I think. Uh, Did you, you know, know one of my favorite games last year was uh, I got to be at. Guys like Kevin didn't get to. You lost, but it's still one of my favorite games, and I thought it showed. Uh, which I'll talk about Aubrey in a bit, but it showed her guts to me. Whenever you uh, lost at the buzzer in Slime Invitational Tournament over at South, oh. and they should have never counted the point because there's only like point two left on the clock. Yeah. But Aubrey stepped up there and hit three free throws in a row, and yeah. I said that girl has got ice water in her veins. That's kind of my first look at like she really does have ice water. Seems like she wants the moment. I mean, she she's not afraid of the moment. Yeah. That's that's for sure. She wants the ball when it's when it's tight. She's you know, she's made some big shots. She made a lot of big shots for yeah. us. But, yeah, stepping up there to line down three with, uh, you know, point four to as go or junior. whatever as a junior, and you got to make them all, and I don't think any of them hit the rim. No, so, they didn't. They were just – that's uh, what I told my yeah. wife when we were sitting there. I said, that that was pure guts right there. I yeah. mean, she, she's got it. Um, but isn't it funny that – one of my favorite games is one you lost in that sickening. You know, and, and I think you've only lost once since then, and that was been to Andover in yeah. the playoffs last yeah, year. We, which in that game, I had to listen to that on the radio, and I thought at half we had the game. I thought at the end of the third quarter we had the game. Uh, we were but up, boy, f- we, we were up fifteen in the second half. Yeah. I, you're not the only one who thought. We yeah, had I, the game I, I mean, we, we we were just heartbroken for the girls. Um, but anyway, that's. Um, those that that game was one of my more memorable ones and then I t- I came in and told Kevin last week I said I just saw something that I don't think I've ever seen can you guess what it would have been something I don't think I've ever seen before in a, well I definitely have never seen it before unless Seth Curry did it <laughs> well when Aubrey hits the 12 made threes, the 12 threes unbelievable that's that's a, that tied a state record yeah, yeah that was that that uh and she scored 40 that night too yep. so she set two school records that night yeah yep. yeah that was a that was a pretty impressive night of basketball or of shooting. I, and did she? Now I I only started counting the second half. I know she never missed the second half. Did she go twelve for twelve? No, she's twelve for fifteen. Twelve for fifteen. Okay, but that's that's still pretty good. Uh, yeah. Well, I think her, <laughs> her overall percentage for the year is like fifty. She's at uh, after last night. She's at. Uh, I just happened to see it today, but she's at fifty-five from three. So it's up from which where is, I saw. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, you don't have kids that shoot like that. And that's, that must mean she shoots a lot of shots every day. She um, d- she does. Yeah. And from you know, there was two months leading up to our season. Uh, I opened the gym for her every morning, and she made a thousand on the gun yep. every morning before school. Yep. I would see her at the Y all the time. I, I mean, I, I know that I don't know Aubrey well. Um, I know the family. She has a younger sister who is good friends with my daughter. Um, but uh, when we used to live by him, always out in the driveway shooting, I see her at the Y all the time. And, you know, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about was because I have some conversations as I go to the high school games and stuff and, and talk about some of the girls because you, you have a couple girls this year, obviously, that have signed with Division One schools, and that's for Salina, that's – pretty special uh, it's definitely rare i don't i'm sure it maybe has happened once or twice before but very rare but the time and effort that they put that she that aubrey has put in to get to the point where she's at to sign with a, a, a university like navy i don't think a lot of kids are willing to put that time in these days for something like that at, at least from what i see and and who i talk to no and it, they're not and and i think you know <laughs> Honestly, we we have a really hard working group, and this is a special group. But yeah, they and they put the time in. But you're right; they it, it the the amount of effort that you, just you and the ball in the basket, right? You know, I mean that you have to put in 
uh, a lot of people like to play. Right. You know, they like to play, but they don't want to put that the yep. hours in, you know, on their ball handling or, right. you know, that sort of thing that you have to do if you're going to get to that level. Yep. And it's, I mean, I know a lot of uh, of the kids that I know that was talking about basketball, but once basketball season's over, they don't touch a basketball until that next maybe they play a summer league right. or something if, like if that if you're but, with your yeah and that but, and that just can't be if you're right. going to be successful Correct. it's it's an everyday thing right. you just can't oh hey when the season comes around I'll pick it up right. you know that that doesn't work hey let, let's talk a little bit about a couple of your oh, let's talk about all your starters just for a little brief little bit yeah. about each one of them yeah um you know who my, your quietest scorer on the team is that I'll always look at the game after the game and go oh, she's probably got four points whatever is who you think that is my it's my she's she just does a great job i went out and watched her run track one day and i didn't know she could fly lisey oh chalicia absolutely and and she's so silent like you'll just go i I looked in the box score the other day and i go she had 18 good lord i thought she had six yeah she just quietly scores a lot of points and she's a lot of fun to watch um what do you go on her She's just a big old good girl, seems like. She she is, and, uh, you know, Chalisi has gotten so much better in, the, in our program, and, you know, she's, you know, we kind of the big three gets get most of the attention, but, you know, she comes along, and, you know, she's our post presence we, because yep. we don't really have another post presence. And, was the girl pretty big uh, last night that you are playing against? She underneath? was 6'1". That's what and, I thought. Yeah, she, looked, physical she looked a little and, bigger than, than Lisi even. Yeah. She was good. Yep. Played, played, she played well, I thought. Um, next up, um, and you're talking about your big three. I'm going to go backwards from your big three. We're going to talk about Aubrey, but Landry's probably not what you're considering your big three, but Landry may be my favorite player on the basketball team. She well, does a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I think she's just – I've told my wife before, you take her to – 3A, 2A girls basketball. Give me five of her, and we can win state championship every year. No doubt. Because she can yeah. do a little bit of everything. She's and a really good player. Landry does everything for us. She's played from – and th- this year is no king. She's she's played the point. She backs up at the point when yep. Michaela goes out. And she, there was a game we had a little bit of foul trouble where she played the five. Uh, you know, but she'll slide to the four when uh, Lisey goes out and Hampton goes to the five. And – Landry never complains. She's just like whatever I need to do for the team, and um, yeah, she is. She has done such a wonderful job, and getting recruited a little bit now, um, you know, at the NAI level, which I think she would be a wonderful fit there, and, and would play. really help a program. So I'm um, not knocking Kansas Westland girls, but I've went and watched quite a few of their games. She's as good as a lot of them that are there right now. I guarantee you, she's just as good as a lot. Well, of them. I think she could fit in really well there. Yeah, yeah, no question. She's a to me, I, I remember a game last year in the playoffs when we won. We won late in the game in, in the playoffs last year, and she got a rebound underneath on the your end of the court. I don't know if you remember the game or who we were playing, but it's right I, before, it's, it took us to the playoffs. I, I know, but she had was, so it many was against, big. Uh, it was against Kevin's oh, group, yeah, against group here in the uh, yeah. sub-state Boy, final. Boy, she so. really played. She she uh, was the she won the game for us. I thought she we made some huge plays. She made a big three in that game. She had that huge offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's no question about it. Yep. Yeah, she's she is underrated. She n- is no doubt about it. But she's not underrated with our players. We all know how important I, she is and how good she is. As a fan sitting in the stands, I I think uh, we all know how good she is. But when you have a scorer, which you have. Um, it takes away a little limelight from some of the others. And it's no, yeah. no fault of any of them. She just is a scorer, and that's his life. But next one on the line that I talk about would be um, Michaela. Um, she's a one-man press. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm going to give you a little yep. coaching tip. Press her every time. You, you think so? Yeah, I, I figured that one out all, all by myself, I think. so. Oh, uh, man, she is a dandy. and a lot. She, she's long, lean, and, and I don't know on the court if anyone has more fun. She, she smiles yeah. constantly. You can watch her. She's out there. She literally has a great time. I think that might come from her parents. Her parents are awesome like that, too. But, but uh, just, Lord, I've never seen a girl smile so much on a basketball court. She even plays with the band when the band's playing. Uh, she she <laughs> loves to play, and she she kind of keeps everybody loose and, uh, you know, our energizer. And, and she's really this year come – I mean, she's a point guard. She's our leader on the floor. She's the only junior, but she is the leader on the floor. And, 
you know, and our all our seniors look to her to to make sure that you know when she makes a call, that's what we're going to do. And um, you know, she's she's really come on this year. She'll be a Division One player somewhere, I think. Yeah. And does she um, already get looks? She has gotten some looks, and um, I heard she was going to play up in up north somewhere, and maybe a premiere show or something yeah she's done some of that uh the blue star or yeah. i can't remember exactly what it is but she's going to do some of that she keeps that kind of quiet um you know honestly i don't know exactly where she's looking because she keeps that they kind of keep that private within the family and that's great they can that's that's fantastic but she's going to play somewhere well, whoever she loves gets it her is get a dandy. they're going to get a good one no yeah. question she could probably work on taking a thousand shots a day too. <laughs> but other than that, man, she can flat. She's one of my favorite defenders I've ever seen. She just flat it's, it's, gets after. She is super quick, super long. She anticipates. She's she's defensively is when she's locked in, it's really hard to score yep. on her. Yep. Yeah, no question. Now, now, have you ever went out and watched the girls uh, run track? Did you go do out the track much? I did not. Well, I coach golf now. All right, okay. I coach boys golf in the spring, so I did not get to any meets. Lessons. But, uh, we can meet Kevin. Like all take right, some we can come out here a little bit. That'd be all I right. I could use a lesson or two. So, uh, but I know that but you don't. You know, Michaela is fantastic. You know, uh, just a great athlete, and she, you know, pretty much anything she wants to do in track, she could be successful. Yes, at. I think she could play. I think she could be a Division One track person. Uh, but Lisi runs like you. Just it would shock you how fast she is. Um, and then we haven't talked about Hampton. And Hampton's been a part of um, – she's been part of the program ever since that we knew she was good when she was in fourth grade, third grade, second grade. We knew Hampton's been good ever since she was little. And uh, and she's a lot like the ones you're just talking about, just does a little bit of everything. And and, yeah. and it's capability of scoring a lot of points on a certain night and, and uh, big rebounds, handles the ball well. Does She does a lot of good things. But what do you – you talk up her a little bit for me. Yeah, she, you know, Hampton has taken her game to another level this year. She's been outstanding. And, uh, you know, she's our leading rebounder. Uh, she's second in assists. Uh, she's one of our best defenders. She held uh, Brittany Harshaw from Andover Central, who is a 20-point scorer, All-State, going to Creighton. Uh, she held her to five uh, last Friday, just locked her up. And, uh, you know, she's been she's been unbelievable shot at uh, over 40 percent from the three this year having a big year for us and uh, Abilene Christian is going to get a good player there too so I it's uh, like I said I, I know how blessed I am to coach this team I probably never will have another one like it but uh, we're enjoying every second of this one I can tell you that well you you've got some you've got some youth uh, well last year you were very fortunate because I don't think there was a senior starter no you didn't have a senior starter. no no and then uh, this year you, you're just going to have one back but whenever you bring in Callan and uh, Vidrickson's daughter what's her Tyler first, Tyler um, they do a good job now Callan is she out hurt is yeah Callan has a really severely sprained ankle and she's she's working to get back and we hope to get her back here in the next couple weeks but um, surprised her daddy didn't tell her to suck it up well he did there's no question <laughs> yeah. about it but uh they there was there was x-rays there was an mri oh, i mean we we thought maybe it was uh and that that came from the trainer that was not from mike mike's like hey let's go you know <laughs> um but uh no she's and callan is very much that way too she is extremely tough and she's working hard to get back and you, um, will she be back before playoffs well think, or i hope, hope so i i hope she can come back the last week and get a couple games before the yeah. playoffs but, but I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little iffy there because she's got a, she's got a ways to go yet. Now that's too bad. I I, I I enjoy watching her play. She'll she'll be a good little player next year. But and and I tell Casey Vedrickson after the games that I, I enjoy watching his daughter. She comes in. She'll come in and what play the play like the big spot, but like the four or something. Yep. And um, and she's undersized for it, but she does a heck of a job. She's so she, those are good sophomores coming off the bench in my in my sight now we're talking about his his uh his team i don't know if you saw this or not but the we played south at what i saw week, both two games weeks, two weeks ago yep. yeah, yeah. It was just last we, week yeah we can have last, last, yeah. Week. Yeah, last the little right. guard from south did do a great job against aubrey 
She, she, Kylie she, Arnold. Yeah, she yeah. smell. She yeah. can. Uh, I guarantee you. I told my wife when when she got home, she could smell what kind of deodorant old yeah. Aubrey was wearing because she was all over her all night and did a good job. But then other girls stepped up and did the scoring for you that night. And I think that's one of the things that makes our team unique. And you know, I mean, I, and teams have tried to do some things with Aubrey, which is not easy because she if she gets her hands on, she can get a little step back or whatever. But um, you know, if you try to make us play four on four, the other four are probably better than your four. Right. I mean, that's that's yeah, just kind of so, how right. we've been, and then we've been able to score it. And so teams have have kind of shied away from that a little bit because they they know that it's it, they got to kind of tr- stop our team and not just right. one person. Right. Well, I saw that that night, twenty eight twenty eight at half, which was a little bit surprising to me because. I'm going to call us we if you don't care. We haven't lost by uh, – the the least we've lost by this year is 14 Salina uh, at Andover. Um, and uh, only two other times have you not won by over 20. But that night it was 28-28 well, at half. It was, but I'm going to say this because I've watched every home game yeah. the South has had plus the game at Central. They have not ever shot the ball all season like they shot in the first half of that game. Well, they made up for it in the second they half, or, or else we played great defense because we held them to no, eight in the I, second half. I uh, last night and and uh, I I don't want to bag on South here because I mean obviously I go to the games and watch it, but I think they scored seven in the first half last night. I mean that's their problem; they just can't score. They they're good defensively. Yeah. Uh, they can't. They have a hard time putting the ball in the hoop. But yeah, that was the best I've seen them shoot all season. Was the first half of that Central game, and we you, knew, and we knew that that was going to happen. I mean, they it, the, one the year, game a year it does. The year yep. before <laughs> they beat the year before they they trounced us last year at their place. They scored sixty six, yep. and they were averaging like thirty eight right. on the season going into that. So we we knew they were going to play well. Uh, they get up for us. There's no question about that. And uh, we made some nice adjustments. I thought our, our players did a good job in the second half, but. Uh, uh, that was really kind of the first year. You know, you're right. That was the first adversity yeah. really that we've had. I, I at wanted all this to question year. you that on that. Um, do you think going to the playoffs is that? No, everybody wants to win by 20 every game. But do you feel it gets to your advantage or disadvantage too? I mean, that's like I said the closest game you've had so far was at at uh, Andover Central. You won by 14. Here you won by 19, and then the then the the South game. Yep. But that's double digits all wins. You just wonder because they haven't felt it yet. And yeah. I don't want to yeah, jinx the, anybody. The head, co- got, the hey, head hey. coach wonders a little bit, too. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I guess the you know we went going to Andover Central. We knew that they were going to play well. That was a one-point game at half. It was, I think we were up five going to the fourth quarter. Um, and we were really determined there. But you're right. I think it's a legitimate question to ask. You know, when we get down into the last two, three minutes and it's a tight game, you know, if we haven't been – we've been in those before. This group has, but not this year. Right. Nope. And so I think that – I think I that's a think legitimate question. I don't think they'll be scared of it. No, they won't, but, be, they won't be scared, but we, we'll need to execute. And that's uh, – Tell you what you do. You know, if One we're – One game, you know, hold all the starters out to the fourth quarter and we'll t- – let them come rearing back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you'll you'll want to be me. Uh, you'll want to be me in my on the email the next day, or, or it wouldn't even take the next day. They, uh, during the game, I'd be getting uh, emails there. So, so I have a question. You obviously probably talked to quite a few different coaches. Are we going to see a shot clock in high school here pretty soon? It it is a pretty big topic. I know. And some of the uh, you know some of the. Some states have gone to it. I am in favor of it. I, I like playing fast, so I, I, I like the shot clock. I had a shot clock when I was a college coach, and yep. so I'm very much used to that. Uh, and I think that it uh, you got to have the right number. I mean, right. so there are some people that are really afraid of it. They're, they're like, well, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be taking terrible shots because you got to get it up there against the clock, and maybe the basketball will suffer. I don't feel that yeah, way. No. I, I don't. I, I think I'm it's with you. Let, let's let's get the game going up and down, and um, so I, I hope it comes. I do, and I think that the, most of the people I talk to are in, are in favor of it, but not everyone. Well, and that's the thing is when I when I look at websites or I talk to coaches, athletic directors, it seems like everybody's for it. Everybody, at least that I talk to, but still don't have it. So I yeah there and must and, be the vocal minority that's opposed to it. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, and you know there are th- there's a cost issue, you know as well. 
And, you know, my, I think some the, – the thing that I hear is that some of the small schools would have an issue, you know, installing the shot clocks. There's a cost issue with that. I, I think that's kind of administrative, right. you know, speak. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, we just need to do it. We, we yeah. just need to, to dive into it and get it done. I think that it uh, – you know, every other level's got it, so let's go ahead and let's get it to, and, and people will adjust, and then we wouldn't even be talking about it a year or two later. Well, did your day become easier today from what the school board voted last night about the masks? You don't have to get on to kids all day, every day. I wondered if that's all the teachers said, Woo! Thank well, goodness, no more. We we have officially not heard yet. We, we, we've heard some things. Yeah. Officially, we haven't gotten anything, any emails or anything, but I... Uh, I Personally, I'm having a, a private little party for it. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, well, I would assume the kids are too because they, it's it, the way it was put out in the line of post that it would be optional, and I said I. <laughs> yeah. I I know the kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I mean it, but yeah. it's. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I don't know that there's too many people that are going to be uh, upset when this happens. So no. hopefully next week. That's what I've heard. So. Well, just the fan base uh, itself when you go in, and well, I think 305 is the only school district in our, in our district that makes you wear a mask to the game. Correct. And I l- l- say the night we played Abilene, I looked over in the Abilene side. So I was not a mask I was at the North. South. I mean, game. there's no point in doing something that you can't enforce. I, I was at the South game last night and. At the beginning of this season, Stonebreaker, the athletic director at South, would get on before every game, would get on the microphone and remind everybody that USD 305 has a mask mandate. The last three weeks, probably since Christmas vacation was over and they got back to playing, he hasn't been on the mic once. And looking last night, I would say less than 10% of the Now, they were wearing a mask right. down around their right. chin. I would say less than 10% of the people that were in that game were, were, were wearing their mask appropriately. On ESPN so. right now, they're ship putting Oklahoma in. In, Kevin. No, I'm telling you. You see that? I, not, Boomer Sooner, you. by God. That's what I like to see. <laughs> It'd be nice to go get drummed in the first round of the <laughs> Sweet Six. Hey, I was going to show you something that I think goes towards what uh, – I, I, one of the reasons I think that the girls have had a great year. <laughs> oh, one, one of the main oh, reasons. Boy. No, I know where this is going. So I have to oh, I have to okay. tell you this. So he, so Phil's holding up a, a vets Central <laughs> High School vets. So <laughs> so Gentry is a dancer. We all know that. Phil's talked about that before. What's funny is, and and I see uh, I see Michaela's mom recording when I was at Central game recording the game. And I, I, I've seen some people at South Games do that, too. I, I, on occasion, when my daughter's playing a sport, I will record here and there just, hey, something I saw, I want you to see instead of just listening to me. Yeah. But not the whole game. You yeah. know? So Lisa, Phil's wife, <laughs> every time is sitting at midcourt, except for the South game because I was giving you guys crap. That's why, you, that's why South played so well because you guys weren't in your normal seats. Sits in midcourt and records the dance. So I texted her. I'm like, so what do you record this for? Do you guys go home and watch the playback and critique? And they do. absolutely they wanna, does. Absolutely. Is, no, is that right? <laughs> well, they have to be in, you know, they have to be like last night, Gentry choreographed the dance. And uh, they want to know who was on step, whose legs were wrong, all that kind of stuff, you know. Hey, yep. that's. And I, if we, you're getting. I watch all sorts of film, too. Yeah. Same, it, well, same sort of thing. want to know who's they, out of step. They, they are. Are you cutting it? Good luck. Thank I see you. Um, they, they are now. Some of these girls don't do. They think they do winter sports. Finley Jones does a winter sport. Some of them, this is the football vets, and it's a little bit smaller in the uh, deer and basketball. Lydia Dong does uh, wrestling. wrestling. Uh, does Finley play basketball? Yeah. Finley yeah. Yep. Finley, yep. She does. Yep. Yep. She does. Um, and then there's a couple more, I think, that don't go through the year. But it's uh, uh, they've got a good little group. Um, Finley. It, she is my favorite female athlete to talk trash to. <laughs> Love that girl. Uh, Love talking trash. Finley, you know I've said this before. I'm going to tag you on this Facebook post. There isn't a shot Finley has seen that she doesn't like. That's the truth. Yeah, she'll put them up. 
I tell her, keep throwing them up. I saw her over there at Lakewood, and she would put them up. I gotta, I'm making a note of who all I got to tag on here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note of Finley. On and, that and Finley's had a good year for us at, uh, as the, playing the point guard for the freshman team. She's done a nice job for us. Who goes so. over and coaches the freshman team? Uh, Tracy Pfeiffer okay. has done it, and she's done it for several years yeah. now. Yep. Uh, and she's, she does a outstanding job with those girls. Uh, she, you know, and who does the JV? Uh, Marissa McCartney. Okay, is, uh, Marissa's in her second year of coaching the the JV at this point. I think is Marissa year. Rod's yes daughter. Okay, yes. yeah, yep. yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, started teaching at uh, Central, and she's coached some volleyball, and then you know we're happy to have, we're really happy to have her on staff. She does a good job. She's a good player at Central, and. And who's your other assistant coaches? Uh, Jim Campion is yeah. uh, is this is his first year, and uh, Nate T's uh, coached with me forever. He played with he played for me at Dana, and then he coached with me at uh, uh, at Dana at Kansas Wesleyan, and then uh, at uh, Central as well. And he moved uh, back to Omaha, the, the Nebraska area. Um, and then Jim was available. Got and Jim has just done a fantastic job for us. No question about it. Jim's been around. He, he coached these girls in middle school uh, at Lakewood, and uh, yep. so that's that's been a really did nice all of transition. them go through Lakewood? All of or any of them move ins or anything? Yeah, we I think they everybody we've there? got has played. At so Lakewood. when are they had? I've heard the eighth grade group at Lakewood in boys is a really good group coming up for football and stuff. And so you can go out to Lakewood and see uh, what you've got coming now. We're about to wrap. Have to wrap this up. We're into about an hour. We're getting close to an hour. We got but, ten, uh, minutes. ten I got, more minutes. I got okay, one got more serious more, question and I a few fun ones. Tell you, I will tell you though. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't been out to watch them, we'll probably get some playoff games. But there's only three home games left. Uh, Friday night, uh, one the following Friday night, and the follow. So the 11th, the 18th, and the 22nd be our last three home games. And if you haven't had a chance, and I've talked to a lot of Central graduates, the older guys. I had kids that graduated. 10 years ago or 12 years ago and that have in the past always came to the games but because of coronavirus didn't come last and some of the older folks just don't go out to the games like they used to and i i told them like you you really need to get out there before this ends because this is something special they are i fun think to watch. you've done a great job with them and and they're just a great fun group to watch well i i do appreciate that it, it's a special group it, it's just a talented group of kids that really really care and They've bought in, and it's uh, like I said. I, I feel absolutely blessed to to be here coaching them at this time. One question I have for you before we get into some fun stuff is social media. Um, how do you handle social media with high school girls right now? Has it been a problem? I mean, I I, I do know the girls that I know. Uh, personally that are on your team I don't think they do a lot with social media and stuff like that but it's obviously an issue I know it's been an issue at South which after this you know Justin's gonna text me and be like are you serious dude you have Chris come on and you haven't had me on so I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to get Justin on here as well but social media wise how do you handle that like phones you know that sort of stuff do you have any problems with that we have really not. There, there was a couple years ago we had a little little issue, and I'm not really going to talk about. No, that's that, fine. But yep. uh, uh, where, you know, there, you know, there was something that was posted that was probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we, you know, we addressed it kind of quietly and got it taken care of. But we really haven't had that, honestly. I and and I think the kids are getting a little bit. They probably post Trickier. way too much. They're, they're, you know what? I think you're right. I think they're, you know, put stuff on their private stories or whatever. This, I don't oh, even yeah. know what I don't even know what that means, but yeah. I hear it from my daughter. Well, did you so. see? Uh, did you uh, see how much money Snapchat has cost Facebook? Like 215 billion dollars this past week. Wow! Because they've cut into their business so bad. Snapchat, the kids can do that, and like me, I can't review it. It's there and gone. And gone, yeah. And so, exactly. Not really. Well, I know, but I'm not smart enough to figure it <laughs> no, out. No, and and so, but to answer your question, it's and it's a great question because something like that could really cause a problem within your team, within you know, or you absolutely you know, even things that you put out there that other teams see, right? And we we haven't done that. Uh, I, I I think we've I haven't heard much of that. So it's but it's been is that something you guys talk about? We do. You we have, do. Okay. We do, and we actually talk to to the parents at the parent meeting too, and just say, "Hey, if you put something out on social media that's 
you know, if you're ripping on somebody here, right. we'll have a conversation about it. You know, we're not threatening or anything. We just, right. want, we just, want, it, you have to now right. because it's just part of life, and you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to have that, you know, ripping, you know, where you're kind of ripping your team right. apart with it. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right, let's have some fun. I got some interesting questions here. <laughs> Do you have any good ones? Any fun ones? I thought you uh, might have a list. Kevin's yeah, I pretty, do. Kevin's a list maker. <laughs> so, do you have a pregame ritual? And if so, what is that? Uh, not necessarily. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I, there, nothing, nothing odd, I, I think. But I go into the locker room to write on the board at the same time. I sit in the same seat when I'm, you know, when I'm doing those things. Yep. We go in at the same time, you know, before the game. We go in at, you know, I mean, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty routine-oriented. Um, but I don't have any – I don't think I really have any strange rituals that I, you know, that I have to do or, or we're going to lose or anything right. like that. No, I, I don't think so. That's do kind you of don't, you don't see answer. Do any of the girls, do you see, they have any superstitions or anything that run thick? Oh, have you noticed? Yeah, they talk about some stuff all the time. And we last night, we, you see, we, we're one of the few teams that wear these. We wear the old snap pant warm ups. Yep. Okay, and uh, and we've done that ever since I've been there. And and they did it before. Then, well, the girls kind of got complaining about it, and they thought, well, coach won't allow us to not wear them. I said, listen, I I don't care one way or the other. But so we didn't wear them last night. Uh, and there was some talk about <laughs> yeah. is this a smart move? You know, we're we're fourteen and zero with snap pants. Do we do we want to change this? You know, so yep. uh, no, that that's certainly uh, some of them are. They do the same thing all the time. You know, athletes are weird that way. Yep. What's in your gym bag that might surprise people? You know, um, <laughs> that's a. That's an interesting question, too. Um, what's in my gym bag that might surprise people? Or something um, that you always have on you, bring to games, any? Well, I always have chapstick. I will always have chapstick. And it's kind of a nervous habit, I think, every once in a while to put chapstick on. But you will not ever catch me uh, at any point. And I pull it out right now. I've got, uh, I will have chapstick at and the mask times. hasn't deterred that. The mask has <laughs> nope, it has not. And I, you know, I probably pull that thing down too often for uh, the administration. But yep. it's uh, the way hard it goes, thing to so. do when you're over there wanting to yell out information to the other in the court. The, have you been teed up this year? Well, you said this before. The closest game we've had is 14. Yeah, so, so no, no, no point. I've no had point. absolutely no, no reason uh, to get to a Have you seen that? Have you seen it in the boys' game? I, I'm just here, here's reason. One of the reasons I'm asking is. Did you happen to see last week over in Kansas City area where they <laughs> oh, escorted the kids out of the stadium because they were cheering air an ball. air ball? Yeah. And, and it said in the statement that one of the reasons that they were enforcing this so strictly is because of the difficulty of getting referees, which has nothing to do with them chanting air ball. Right. Um, and during the game, you, you probably don't hear these things, but during the boys' game, um, during the Abilene boys' game, our student section – one of the boys over from Abilene had a girlfriend from over here in Salina and evidently started dating another girl behind her back. And so they chanted cheater at him every time he touched the ball. They would say, cheater, cheater, you know, uh, during the game. I don't think the administration would have known what was going on, but that's what was going on. But, I mean, that has nothing to do with the ref. That's kids having good-hearted Phil, fun. Phil, if you know what's going on, the administration knows what's going well, on. Well, possibly. Yeah, they do. I, yeah, that's And that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, that – you know, the there's again, that's another kind of administrative speak thing. And I'm not talking about our principals or what I'm talking about, you know, the state at the state level that we get that we get a weekly email and every single week it is about staying off the officials with the idea right. that we don't have enough of we right. don't have enough right. of we don't have enough of them. Well, you can say, probably in your coaching career, can you see how much younger the referees are getting? I mean, absolutely. Just, the, your experienced referees, and there's a few that are out here. 
um, that come out here to Great Life. So, and by the way, we're out at Great Life. If you guys haven't been up here, and since it's been remodeled, you need to get up here and check it out. You don't have to have a membership to come in. Just come in and enjoy the We had to change group. tables because our old table we used to do this from has a, is a ping pong table now. Yeah, we so. have ping pong, and we have a shuffleboard, and a golden a stretch team. is always doing a great job at the bar, and uh, and they got to work. But, you know, got to pay to do the workout. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> this... <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, yeah, squirrel. What was I talking about, by the way? <laughs> no, Airball, just, the, no, just the, the chance. Referee, and, the referees, oh, the referees, guys that right. come out here that are old referees have just, they finally just said, all of them have said enough was enough and wasn't enough pay. Just it was a driving, you know, got, they, some of them had told the story out here that they got three of them went all the way out to like Phillipsburg and by the time they made it home and everything, they made like 50 bucks or something. And they said, it's, yeah. you just can't do it. You got to make it worth their while. Yeah. That, right. that just, you have to do that. No question. And the old it. experience guys say, it's not worth getting. And, and I don't see fans at our place, but that's like we just said, we've not had a close game. So who really knows what your fan base can act like I, if you get into a. I saw um, the, the first round of the SIT when South played against Liberal. Mm-hmm. There was a Liberal fan that was sitting too close to the court treating the referees. And and I, I, I've i made my fair share of remarks in the past, but uh, I thought that he probably should have been escorted out of the gym and, and was not. But that's the only thing I've seen this year. So I think everybody understands the situation. It seems to me, in my watching games, it seems to me this year has been better than years past have been as far as how the fans have treated the officials i really haven't i think you're right i i haven't seen anything in the games that i've watched and and, and not just from our perspective but you know the opponents either yeah. i haven't really seen right. uh anything that's that i would view going across the line yep. at all in fact i don't think any i'm trying to think i don't think any team that we've played so far i don't think their coach has got any technical fouls either no yeah, so that, there was one game where a bunch of mamas were mad um can't tell you who you guys were playing but you might remember this a girl hit a three-pointer at the buzzer at the half uh, and Jay's a long one. She shot it from almost all the way from the other end and made it. And oh, they waved yeah. it off. They waved it off. That yep. might have been Abilene. Yeah. I think it I might have been Abilene. I can't quite remember. But, but yeah, anyway, no, I gotcha. woo, yep. there were some mad mamas at those referees. But I said, "There's, she did shoot it afterwards, but I didn't have mama's eyes. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, we're up by 13 or 20, whatever we were up by. Just give her the damn three yeah. points. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny last she made night. It from the other end, let her have it. Last night at the South Hutch game, there was a comment made from a guy. And we all looked at each other like, that must be her dad. <laughs> you, you always know. Yeah. You always know. So. So, two more questions, and we'll yeah. let you go here. We're just right at an hour right now. Um, what is the worst practice you've ever had? Surely you remember one that sticks out that you're just like. Well, when and, and it, this would probably be one that uh, there was one as – I'll just – I got two here. There was one as a player where uh, we had lost the night before in a game we should not have lost – and so our coach, we ran so much <laughs> that I, uh, for the first, I could not feel my legs. And so it just got to the point where it didn't even matter anymore how much we ran because I couldn't feel it anyway. Uh, and that was by far the worst. And he went down the line. He yelled at somebody, and then we ran. And then he would yell at the next guy. And then we, you know, just on and what, on. And what on. age was this? Uh, I was, well, I was in college. College, I was okay. in college, yeah. And I, re- I remember it distinctly. We got. I remember we got beat by Dort College, which was this guy's alma mater, so he was pissed oh, about that. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we just, yeah, we ran and ran and ran. But as uh, as a coach, I had one of those where we <laughs> we lost, and the guys come in the gym, and there were not basketballs there. Uh, I, the balls were not out, and uh, they were all kind of wondering why that was. They figured it out in a big hurry, and, <laughs> and uh, I had one of those where we, we ran and ran and ran, and then I kicked them all out of the gym and made them go home. So... Uh, that one actually made me feel better at the end. I felt bad for about 24 hours, but I felt better after that. So, uh, yeah, those are those are kind of the two that I remember. I want to end it. Okay. Any anybody that you look out there, I know you don't get to watch other people play, but are you looking out there at St. Thomas Aquinas? You looking at who, who you looking at? That you're saying that's that's who we're bound to run up against pretty soon. Well, I, I do. And you get in the playoffs and get deep. Yeah, I do are, hope that we play St. Thomas because if we do, it'll probably be in the state championship game. So I, yeah. I absolutely hope we play them. 
They've won six in a row. Yep. They are they're the first of basketball juggernaut, <laughs> and so anybody in our class uh, has to look at them. They they are the champs until somebody steps up and beats them. No question. Yep, they're they're outstanding. Well, appreciate you being on with us. Um, we certainly hope you do meet up against them. That's what that's what we're all looking forward to. I was. Uh, I would say all. Pro- probably, pro- <laughs> probably not the team in green or the yeah. people who are on that side of uh, on mean, that side can, of town. They can come know. over and look at the. It's easier to drive across and look at that state championship ball than to have to drive all the way out of town to see it. And I sure hope we get one. Well, I appreciate, it. guys. This was fun. I, I had a great time. Thanks for inviting me out here, and uh, this this was awesome. Well, thanks for being on. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for nice we, to meet you. you thanks for coming on. Up? I don't think so. I mean, I. No recipes I, or anything that you want to talk about? I've, um, well, we could talk about oh that God, next time. Oh, my God, I'll tell you what I did oh, today. Okay. I did eat something, and we, we talk about, you know, that mimosas, or what is it called, mamoyas? Mimoyas? Oh, yes, mamoyas, yeah. I, you know, we went there the first time of a couple of months ago. I ate lunch there today and had, like, the steak, chicken, shrimp, uh, chow mein. Good Lord, it's the best in town. Um, they're just really another good. another place you can go are, get that? I, you can go out to Dahmer Room. Oh, okay, I just want to pay twice as much. I, I went to a place one time. They said it was the best Thai, best Thai food in Breckenridge. Oh, it was the only one. It was the only one. Yeah. yeah. So, nope, I got nothing, man. We'll, right, we'll be well, back in a couple weeks with the next weeks. episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.